everything yeah, conservation yeah. is the need of the hour today. <laughs> Welcome again, people, to the second episode of Yours Truly Josephide. I am Mohammad Arman Khan, the president of the Entrepreneurship Cell. And with me today, I have Naveed Shahid, the GenSec of the E-Cell. So what's up, Naveed? Why don't you take over? Why don't you be the main host for today? What's up, Arman? Yes, definitely. It would be my honor. So hi to everybody listening. As Arman said, my name is Naveed, and I am the General Secretary of the Entrepreneurship Cell here at SJC. Uh, you know, this E-Cell and I am excited because we are doing so much. Uh, at the moment, and we try being as creative as we can in order to this umbrella of leadership, innovation, and entrepreneurship. I am really, really excited, uh, which is an understatement, to be able to host this episode of Arman. And without making you all wait anymore, let me take the honor to introduce our guest for the day. Our guest here is a huge wildlife enthusiast and is also a budding wildlife photographer. And he's built this massive, incredible portfolio over the span of eight years, all of which clearly indicates his love for the flora and fauna of the world. So much so that he also happens to be the vice president of the biggest association in SJC. Guys, please welcome Shri Prem Ravi Shankar, vice president of the Wildlife Awareness and Conservation Club, or famously known as WAC. What's up, Shri Prem? Tell our, tell our listeners some cool things about you. Go ahead. Take the floor. <laughs> Hello, Arman and Naveed and everybody out there who's listening to me right now. Firstly, I have a lot of people to thank because the list just goes on. I would like to start off with thanking the entrepreneurship cell and then Mr. Arman, the president and Naveed, the general secretary for giving me this opportunity. Thanks a lot, guys. It's our honor. It's, it's definitely our honor. Okay, so and I'm, I'm just moving on and I have a lot of people to thank again. So uh, my team back in WAC, they've always had my back. Thank you each and every one of my team. And I'm sure for this, you, you both will also be able to relate and thank him with me. The man behind the growth of all of us here, Mr. Doctor, Professor, Divya, Kiran Jeevan, KD Jeevan, whatever it is, man. Uh, KJ, sir, <laughs> thanks a lot for giving us this opportunity and giving us the freedom to unleash a creative place you let us try out new things and the best part about you is that, or should I say the best and the worst part because you always keep us on our toes, man. You just keep <laughs> us running and behind you, behind work. So thanks a lot, KJ. It is actually, I'm very, very grateful for what you have given us here today. Thank you. Thanks a lot. I mean, that's, yes. that's definitely true. I, I, I'll agree a hundred percent. Kiran Jivan sir has helped us so much. He, the, the best thing about, like you very rightly pointed out, the best thing about KJ is that he makes us run and like makes us chase him to do his work, which he, he, he you know, very intentionally tries to delay the work so that we grow things like patience and things like that. And, and exactly, I, have, I haven't seen one professor like you know KJ in any other college at least from the ones I know I, I don't think so we have they, uh, not a lot of colleges have this type of support so again KJ thank you so much but that without, but without, uh, without you know forgetting uh, I want to thank you Shri Prem for taking time of uh, taking time of your schedule and coming here I want to thank WAC uh, I, I hope we'll have uh, I hope we have this healthy conversation uh, why don't you tell our listeners a lot about yourself because you know we, we all want to know the cool things that Lamid told you know what what is that portfolio now he is talking about so go ahead <laughs> yeah so uh, again it's a pleasure to be here thanks a lot again but yeah, so as Naveed clearly said, uh, my love for nature and photography started out when I was a young boy of 10. 
this uh, mm. slowly led me to take up photography so with this and mm. stuff it just was going and then i started visiting these national parks in karnataka and tamil nadu and stuff like that and mm. this helped me to love nature more to enjoy it more and stuff like that but uh, i would owe a big lot of what i am today to my mentor best friend brother everything for me one mr philip ross he's an award winning wildlife photographer and he runs this company called the mm. outback experience where he conducts photography mm. workshops and wildlife camps and tours for adults and kids all through the major forests of the world so it is with him that um, i i i cited my first tiger my first leopard and basically everything everything yeah. i've been in in the industry right yeah. now is because of him so i'm sure he's listening to me right now so philip thanks a lot buddy for everything and uh, it 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 it's been a it's been a wild ride and i'm sure uh, expecting and hoping that we'll have a lot of more amazing times together so thank you philip and uh, as arman said uh, my journey my portfolio and stuff right so it all it it all started out with me taking pictures and slowly posting it on instagram and stuff but then what i would say changed that or gave me a little bit of a head start or you know you, you say right the changing moment of your life and stuff was when <laughs> philip gave yes. me a call last summer and he said okay. he gave me the opportunity to come and assist a wildlife camp with him which he was running <laughs> so to be a co-mentor and stuff so this is what paved my way towards me working for the outback experience yes guys right now wow. i yeah so uh, i right now yeah. work <laughs> for the last uh, for the last one year i've been working as uh, i've been working as a program director and direct marketing executive for the outback experience mm-hmm. and this basically man keeps me on the ground it always challenges me with new tasks and it's just fantastic you know so i teach uh, and uh, co-mentor workshops with philip and all around the all around the world again and we do a lot of uh, photography workshops tours to various other national parks in kabini bandipur mm-hmm. so we guide a batch and stuff and the whole idea of teaching people or sharing the love for what i have with something to someone is just massive you know so just to give you a small example so this lockdown yeah, yeah. we did about five batches of our photography workshop for kids and that is like almost mm-hmm. 20 batch 20 kids a batch and that is if i have my math right that's about 100 i guess but yeah so yeah it's a, <laughs> it's about 100 kids who learn photography in this last 3 to 4 months which is spectacular you know it's just like the the amount of questions Definitely, those yeah. the amount of questions those kids ask me and it just keeps going like it keep it, i feel accomplished that's 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 made me learn more study more read more about photography and stuff like that and nature so that's how it's been in terms of my work side of what i do here but the lockdown has also kept me very busy in terms of vax so as you guys might yeah. already know or should know or you want to know we at vax have been trying to keep our audience engaged even with the pandemic you know so we've kind of started out with a lot of online campaigns and fun activities yeah, which, mm, yeah. so arman and i have again had this conversation many times about what to do and what to do innovatively and stuff so we've been we've been all all wearing our thinking caps and coming out with a lot yeah. of ideas in the whole team and it it's it's going on so we we try to bridge that gap between coming uh, with again talking about serious stuff and giving out serious knowledge at the same time having something fun and where where people can relate to you know at the end of the day people relate to what is fun and stuff like that so this is what's going on 
and this is a small intro or a brief about me nothing great but yeah something something out there yeah <laughs> no way wow, like, was... da- <laughs> yeah i don't know if you were trying to like sound humble when you say nothing great but i should tell you <laughs> you've done some pretty amazing stuff shreeprem like honestly you know like a lot of people say that everyone has dreams you know but then very few people actually go out and do something to achieve these dreams and you are among those you know you are among those people in our college who have like huge dreams and you actually actively work hard to achieve them uh, it's very clear as to how wack has been functioning last year wack how how wack is doing well right now i mean i'm sure you have a huge role to play you know you you were the man behind a lot of successes you know for wack for joseph i'm very sure you know you're you're a huge inspiration um, but you know let's get into it you know uh, we've grown pretty close over the past few weeks and for constantly we've had this conversation as to how to you know like you said how to you know do more creative stuff for our own respective associations and i think it would definitely be an understatement if i say that uh, you know we haven't learned a lot from each other we we've learned we've learned too much right and i have a lot of lot of fun conversations with you and through this i know for a fact that you have too many interesting stories for our audience so why don't you start why don't you tell us you know why don't you explain us what why we are uh, why we are here today what we are talking about Mm-hmm. so as thank you arman again so as as we were talking about arman uh, said why don't we do something about wildlife and spread a small awareness with some cool stories you have to say about how wildlife animal skins and the endangered animals out there what are they doing is the, are people actually doing something towards conservation and the actually the corporate greed right now is getting way too much right so we thought we'll we'll have a small conversation about this so to start off with uh, do any of you guys Are you guys familiar with the word camera trapping? Both of you here? Uh, no. No. No, no, no. What is that? Cool. So, uh, about camera trapping. So, basically, a camera trap is a remotely activated camera that is uh, that triggers off when and when there's movement through a through a movement sensor or a infrared sensor and stuff like that. So, what what do they do is basically they put it up on a tree in the jungle. and when whenever there's movement of any wildlife or something the camera automatically takes a picture or a video for that hmm. matter so how is this okay. different you know so this helps you take beautiful shots of hmm. animals in their natural hmm. habitat again hmm. what do i mean by natural habitat so when i take a picture of an animal it's 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 not exactly a natural habitat because my actions and my presence next to the animal is causing the animal to give out some kind of response to me being there you get it right it's like because i am there the expressions of the animals change completely and it goes for like a toss so getting the animal doing its own thing in its own behavior and getting what you want to get is something cool so hmm. this is what camera trap or camera trapping is but majorly okay. camera trapping is used for taking senses of animals and doing research about them and how they walk how they move and all those stuff right so this is what camera trapping is basically is majorly done so okay i'll 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 slowly move to one more part so basically back some time ago don't quote me for any of this guys it's just my <laughs> side of the story here i'm just telling yeah, you yeah, what yeah. i feel and stuff but yeah so some time ago there was this truck which was crossing the india crossing the india nepal border the from india okay. was going into nepal so hmm. when the forest officials uh, or the border officials right there when they stopped the truck hmm. and they were doing a normal 
checking you know when you cross the border through land and stuff like that you yeah, have to yeah. you go through yeah. an immigration yeah. and all those stuff yes. and when they were going yes. through their personal belongings with off the truck and stuff like that they found three animal tiger skin you know three tiger oh, skin okay, which okay. is which is ah. highly illegal right okay. now right so yeah yeah, okay, def- yeah so 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 the border officials were like dude what is this where the first first they arrested them yeah obviously they arrested them and they were charged yeah, for yeah. various other things but then for it to not happen more how will they find out where the tiger mm-hmm. skin was taken from am i right so there okay. are like so there's huh. like a national park called khana national park right right up top uh-huh. then you have then you have okay. something in madhya pradesh you have rantambor you come down you have kabini you have bandipur then how right. do you there are like 50 odd tiger reserves in 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 india as such Yeah. So where do you find out from where these guys got these tigers? <laughs> oh, right? okay. So it's a problem. So, it's a oh. problem of uh, uh, you not being able to see where the problem is actually occurring in terms of geographical location. Where where is the problem actually? The root cause of the problem, you know, from where is all this animal tiger poaching happening is not known. Is that exactly exactly? Okay. You, you huh. just you just huh. nailed it, Arman. Just nailed it. So to find out and not huh. let it happen even more, right? So we have to find out where where who the huh. hell is getting placed yeah, to yeah. get into the forest. Yeah. Huh. Exactly. Okay. So, okay. Wow. That's 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 very very interesting actually because um you know I was I was I was listening to what you were saying and the whole thing about camera trapping. Mm-hmm. that was that was i mean now i mean now i know how uh, you know how nagio does it exactly yeah uh, most most see most of what nagio does is uh, more or less camera trapping or it's like most of the time okay i, I don't want to break anyone's dream or stuff like that but it's like it's tame <laughs> more of the time they oh, go to, they go behind the animal so many times and they like find it and then so it, oh. it's like they would already found huh. it and kept it and treated it well and stuff with them and then for the shot they'll see like guys this is what i've seen it's mostly stage come on it, it's a tv show at the end of the day to for yeah, exactly. spread awareness and stuff okay. yeah huh. so huh. coming back to what i was okay. saying was that uh, so where do you find out how do you find out so like one 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 good thing is that like how humans have uh, thumbprints which are different so my my thumbprint is different from arman's thumbprint and stuff like that am i right so same yeah, way yeah. the tigers have striped patterns on their back right on 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 the okay, side of their huh. skin so that is huh. very very unique so no two oh. tigers have the same tiger pattern oh that's so cool oh huh. so that's one of the ways you can find it but who knows how many tiger patterns are there in <laughs> the various yeah, forests yeah, and true. stuff so this is where mm. uh, this one man called dr ulas karant he runs a society called the wildlife mm. conservation society So he was on a mission to research hmm. and do a census of all. Uh, he did he basically did a camera trapping session of all the tigers out there, and in India as such. And he has a database oh, okay. record. So basically, okay. the forest officials knew about this, and immediately what they did was at the border they took a picture of the tiger uh, of the tiger uh, stripe patterns there, of this, uh-huh. and they sent it out to Dr. Uh-huh. Olas Karant. and uh-huh. he ran it through his software and his database where he exactly found that all those three skins uh-huh. were from a national park uh-huh. in in Karnataka called Bhadra oh. imagine from oh, Karnataka oh. in Bhadra down south <laughs> those tiger skins have traveled until goddamn nepal border wow shit wow if Damn. if if not for this data and stuff like that how will you find out dude there's tigers everywhere and yeah. they all look alike like it's not like they want one has hair and which is black and the other one has hair which is brown <laughs> and stuff right it's like so out there so this is where this is where the, this is where the 
whole idea of camera trapping and stuff like that comes in place hmm. and so so oh, okay the karnataka forest department they got they, they were alarmed and they were like okay what's happening badra our place and they sent in a sting operation into badra that is where they found oh, that that's where they found out that there was this poaching gang from north india who had almost seven tiger skins with them at that point and three more which oh was my God. and three more which was sent that we know of which was found near the nepal border so at least it was stocked huh. with these 10 tigers and nothing more uh, so shri prem uh, just to clarify before i um, ask you this one question i have uh, are all animal skins illegal to uh, illegal in india like uh, you know the the procurement of animal skins is it or all animal skins illegal or there are some that are allowed and some that are not like just just help me with that right like see so basically when 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 it comes to uh, animals as such under the anim- uh, 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 under the wildlife protection act you cannot lay hmm. you cannot do anything to an animal they're protected by this hunting is prohibited if that's what you're oh, looking okay. for hmm. but more than that hmm. there are specific things which are of great value for example the hmm. elephant tusks which have ivory in them and then hmm. the 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 leather from the snake and stuff like that and tiger skins hmm. and stuff like that which is like very very like valuables right so for example okay. to give you a small not to keep it short and give you a small thing uh, elephant's ivory right the elephant's tusk is made up of ivory hmm. and 1 pound hmm. of ivory which is about 450 grams hmm. is like 500 dollars okay. uh, almost 500 to 1000 so think about it oh, um, hmm. and hmm. each That's elephant's that. tusk is like 2500 pounds oh, oh my god okay huh So the amount of money which goes wow. into that and the amount of risk you can take for it is massive so that's why there are special <laughs> laws a... to prohibit the huh. trade of of special special animal related things for example the ivory trade has been blocked for like almost 20 years now okay hmm so so you're telling me that even after all these acts and all these restrictions in place there's an international illegal export and import of uh, like for example like you said the tiger skin that goes all the way from south to uh, you know heading towards its way in the nepal border so so uh, so uh, so is the are the laws ineffective like are the implementations of these laws ineffective no i i really wouldn't say that because firstly the hmm. karnataka i'm talking about first i'm going to talk about the karnataka forest department because i've closely watched all stories about them and stuff like that and they're doing a fantastic job in terms of taking care of the of the forest and the jungle the protection and they have continuous anti poaching camps and stuff like that which is always in place right hmm. so that and moreover okay. see there i i wouldn't say your poaching or your hunting is completely nil or whatever it is but it has been reduced to a massive level thanks to the technological advancements we have today for example like we have those uh, special special camera traps i was talking to you about so all these help you identify and they just like and they they just make your job easier so now you have cctv cameras most of the forests hmm. on their entry points have cctv cameras to wherever the major enter po- enter points are they cctv cctv cameras attached and stuff like that and moreover people are being are voicing their opinion out so now we have 16 year olds who is talking oh, about okay. climate change and who is talking about what you can do to protect animals so the sense of ours and nature has grown massively with people 
So people are doing an amazing job in conservation in spreading awareness. So it has come down massively, but it, it's going good is what I would say. That's okay. 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 That's, 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 that's actually great to hear. So Shripem, um, I heard you talking about, um, you know, the uh, illegal trade of ivory uh, from the elephant tusk. I hear you talking about the illegal snakeskin from where they make leather. And uh, I feel like, you know, from what you've said that there is really a sense of, you know, urgency, uh, especially when it comes to the youth of this country. You know, people are more aware about um, what's happening, especially when it comes to endangered animals, when it comes to the environment, etc. So I would like to ask you that right now, you know, where we are right now, you know, with, with, uh, with a far side perspective, what do you think we should improve? What do you think the Indian government uh, can improve on to make sure that we are even more effective at, you know, preventing this illegal trade from happening in the first place, from preventing illegal hunting and poaching of animals? Uh, how do you think certain policies can be implemented where we can improve the situation from where we are right now? Okay, uh, Navid, before I answer your question, I'd like to say, I'd like to, I'd, like, I'd like to give you a small thing about what the government has been doing and what it has done. Okay, so I wouldn't say only yes. the government has been doing this, but the people have had a big, big role to play in what I'm going to talk about right now. I'm sure both of you would have heard about Project Tiger. Yes. Um, the 2012 one, if I'm not wrong, 12. Yes, around 2011 to 2014, when the huh. tiger population was sinking, ah, yes, 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 tigers yes. and huh. stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so Project <laughs> Tiger yes, was yes. like a massive, massive, in terms of marketing and media, it got everyone's attention, right? Everyone knew about it. It, <laughs> it was the talk of the town. And it was, it, it was right to be because we were losing out in one of the major species of big cats we had in India, which, which belonged to us, kind of, right? So... In about two, we had about 2,000 tigers back in 2011, 2014 range. And now, as per the last year's census of tigers, there was a 33% rise in the population of tigers to about 3,000. So right now, we have about 3,000 tigers. Damn, that's good. Hmm. That is massive, right? That is massive. So, hmm. so hmm. Who, who do you thank for this? You thank the government, you thank the forest department. And majorly, you thank conservationists, wildlife photographers, nature enthusiasts. All these people have mm. played a big, big role. There have been so many anti-poaching camps, anti-poaching, mm. uh, so, so, so many things out there. Like I, I, It's just me naming one or two, but there are like hundreds out there. And fun facts, you know, India is, a, is home to about 75% of the world's tiger population. 75%? Yeah, that is insane. That is that is something. I'm I'm pretty sure most of I'm pretty sure most of our listeners had no idea about this. I'm pretty sure. I had no clue about this. You can quote me on this. Go for it. But India has about 75% of the world's tiger population. And to give you some more thing to boast about and stuff, Karnataka has the second highest tiger population in India. Oh, that's that's too good, bro. I, I I swear I did not know any of this. I would never know if you never told me this. It's too cool. No, but uh, to give you so actually actually we we we're like in the very we're in the lead to take first position because Madhya Pradesh holds the first position with five hundred twenty-six tigers. Okay, and hmm. Karnataka Damn. is just two tigers behind. We are at five twenty-four. <laughs> I think they're getting there. 
getting there. We're getting there, man. We're getting there, and, and that's so, massive, right? Both these both these states put together is somewhat yeah. close to like so, somewhat close to half half the population of tigers in India. Uh, Correct, and that's massive. And and Uttarakhand with the third position is a, is a, is somewhere around four hundred. If I got my facts right, the last time I read, is around four hundred. So we have a big leap against any mm. other state. So that's why I would mm. again like to thank. the karnataka forest department because they do a tremendous job damn wow. that's 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 damn insightful uh, so, uh navid do you have anything to say navid any questions i'm i'm sure like yeah 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 for sure so like you know first of all that's 75% thing was it and i i do remember watching uh, ms dhoni uh, give that uh, at very very famous advertisement that very came to project tiger uh, many many years back which are uh, i remember there was an There was an ad with, uh, if you remember, this company called Aerosol. Aerosol, uh, uh, Aerosol uh-huh. actually had a campaign uh, uh-huh. regarding the whole uh, regarding the whole decline that tiger population, and they used MS Dhoni as the uh, spokesperson oh, for it. Damn. And uh, it became, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how I mean, that's how I actually know about tiger. That's how I got to know about it because because they had MS Dhoni on TV. uh you know at every after i know and in every ad interval he would come up on the screen and he would talk about how we have a declining population so that's so you know it's very very good to know that you know we have to connection the government and individuals alike so that's that's good to know mm-hmm. i you know i i i you know this this takes me to the next question which is you know why why are tiger skins so wanted by people you know why what is the appeal Hmm. So that's a good question. So when you when you compare it to uh, ivory from elephant's tusks, it has various mm. purposes. You can make jewelry out of it and stuff like that. But tiger skins is just for like aesthetics and putting it up on your wall and saying that I have a tiger skin, dude. And there is there's some clothes done here and there and stuff oh, like so that. Oh, so it's but yeah. Oh, so it's just a it's just a, a status symbol. um uh, majorly that that's what i feel because if if you guys have huh. noticed if you go to old museums of what uh, kings had and huh, stuff huh, like huh. that they they have at least a deer's a deer's head with its horns and then huh, they have yeah, okay. a tiger a, a tiger skin which is taken and stuffed up with cotton to make it look like a tiger hmm. so it's just more like a status and stuff like that yeah I mean, taxidermy is like a whole other subject. We'll have to get into in some other episode. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. you can find a better person yeah. to do that, uh, not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Shri Prem, uh, you you speak about uh, you you often bring about this elephant ivory thing, right? Uh, uh, why don't you throw a light on that? Because even I've actually like read a lot that its its value is tremendous, and people go to huge extents to illegally extract uh, you know elephant uh, elephant. tasks and you know uh, that ivory so why don't you why don't you actually you know inform us about it mhm i i would love to so to give you a small insight about who the leading leading procurement of in in the world of elephant tusks it's none other than china china takes okay. in one of the, it's like the leading market out there to for to do anything related to elephant tusks out there because of the ivory mm-hmm. and stuff like that but you know so the ivory trade has was uh, was almost blocked like 20 years ago but still but hmm. still there are there are people who who even kill uh, the elephants and stuff like that but what's sad about this is that so I, i'm not saying what i'm going to say is correct but rhinos for that matter you know even the rhinos horn hmm. even even those are of great value okay so but when okay. people cut them off and take them and stuff like that the rhino can at least grow back its horn but Achha. with the elephant Once you take out the tusks, uh, they can't uh, grow it back. 
it grows oh, only once oh. they can't grow it back and moreover the elephants use oh. these as like their canine teeth to go through stuff which they eat oh, and stuff like uh-huh. that and it's very very painful for them because that because they just bleed to death you know they, the poachers don't even take good care of the elephants after that they just bleed to death so uh. so as i was doing some like i i used to read about stuff like this because it kind of interested me and stuff so back in 2017 i guess and i was reading about this that you know in 2014 there was about 100 odd tiger uh, elephants that died that year okay for in 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 the span of 2008 2011 in that span there were 100 tigers which died and in uh, these 100 tigers were killed because of taking out their tusks but hmm. compared com- oh. uh, compare this to the number of elephants that have died in in, in a car accident or or it, it's just been it's in an accident basically you know there are a lot of highways through forest and stuff where the animals pass and more or less they collide and they die and stuff like that so through accidents we lost about hmm. 30 to 40 elephants in those three years and one more biggest reason where why we lost elephants was because of electrocution so acha so they used to electrocute elephants animals, right okay so they uh-huh. they migratory animals like how, how you have migratory birds okay migratory might not be the acha. best word to use but i'm still going to go with that migratory animals okay, huh. because understood ha huh. because because they move in search of water because they move Achha, from, okay. so 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 we have lot of elephant corridors in banagata right, right which is like 30 kilometers away from the city we uh, that's an elephant corridor so we have so every every mm. for the summer we have elephants walking across through the banagata forest moving from tamil nadu to the kabini backwater side so that whole western ghats region mm. and stuff like that so these uh, elephants mm. try to move across but what have we done as people we have encroached forest land we've used those forest mm. lands for to grow crops I'm I'm not saying we're not supposed to grow crops but yeah this is what we've done and to protect our crop and stuff like that we've put electric fences all over and stuff so because so there is there is a restrictable amount of current or voltage in pass through that uh, electric fence but mostly what that does oh. it gives a small shock to the elephant and it just goes off and stuff and and they, they just get scared because of it but what do our people do oh. they, they just want extra security and stuff so they don't have a control on the voltage or which goes through which passes through the wires oh. Oh. Huh. it on top huh. and gone so they they, they so they, we have about oh. 100 close close to 100 elephants which died because of electrocution but still that's, on top is mm. is killing elephants because for the trade of ivory and trust me it is it, it's very very valuable and you know and you and these tusks only grow with male elephants so that's why they've called tuskers so you, you might have heard as, as male ele- elephants being called as tuskers tuskers so, yes yes on, on, only tuskers have these tusks and stuff and that is made of ivory and that has immense value in the market trust me when i say this so 1 pound of ivory 1 pound is about 400 grams if i'm right so that's like almost uh-huh. 1000 dollars so and each yes you told of, yes each tusk of an elephant has 2500 pounds oh my god okay the amount of value ivory actually gives you is woo this this is what like 
this is what we have and we should try to protect it and stuff like that and not like chuma illegally trade it and stuff right it is very bad and stuff according to no that's true that's that's definitely true i mean uh, when you when, uh, when you were telling me the story one thing i was you know constantly remembering is what happened in kerala recently you know the that some people you know took a pineapple and stuffed it with firecrackers and you know an elephant ate it uh, i'm not sure like what verdict was passed but i know the people got caught and stuff i mean yeah so there is a lot of like evident animal brutality wildlife brutality wildlife exploitation that happens in this country and actually around the world you know and i think that's one i mean as a esl i think i have to bring, uh, bring you know bring to point that that's mainly because of corporate greed and i think i don't uh, i think the best person to ask about this is navid itself because uh, you know we both uh, and him in particular we get into a lot of discussions about corporates and you know we try keeping ourselves informed i mean navid is a huge inspiration in that sense so navid what do you have to say about this like is corporate greed you know continue, uh, continuously you know leading to the decline of wildlife you know the yeah. fauna uh, or like is it getting better what can we do you know, you know the one thing uh, i think me and arman love talking about is uh, scams corporate scams because that's something that is very very interesting it's it's very intriguing to us because you know we we always are in awe of how people can escape um, debauchery yeah. um and i think you know this very well ties up with uh, with with what we uh, me and arman really like and you know what we um, we we really look up to you know in terms of corporates so i think the question is you know very much direct in the sense that Uh, from what you have said sri prem it's very very clear that there is a financial incentive between these things obviously these things are valuable they are you know they are very very uh, they very very wanted and they very very coveted by many many people around the world like elephant tusks and things like that so <clears throat> you know um the money talks right money talks and money makes people do things like this so you know what how do you think you know we can we can really insert this notion into people's heads that preserving our wildlife preserving the species is much more important than short term financial gain because i don't think it's worth it you know we are we are we are uh, trading short term gain for long term destruction and i think uh, i think and i think sheep will agree when i say that um, you know when species become extinct it not only affects that species it affects a lot of other species around it as well so because you know because we because we do have a certain pyramid of uh, you know um Uh, a life cycle where you know where where animals are inter, uh, interdependent on each other so you know one bad action leads to thousands of unintended consequences in the future right so yeah, so how do you think so 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 yeah so so uh, what are your opinions on that stream what do you think about that about the whole larger picture of things yeah so in terms of the larger picture you know so as I, i i found a few things in what you said and i want to answer them specifically when you talk about extinction you know now when when we go close to extinction like now all like all of you know in africa there's this sudan the white rhino the last male white rhino which died couple of years ago okay and we are, right now we left only with two females okay and they so that that's that's basically oh. the extinction of it you cannot see any more white rhinos out there um, so now it's getting to the news it's very sad it's very sad now, now it's getting to the news everyone's aware about it everyone's saying we should have done more but again science is also developing that they're trying to take something from sudan's uh, remains and try to infuse that into the females to genetically modify and bring out stuff but again whatever it is it is not natural so going towards extinction is not nice for anything guys and we all should take 
it it starts from us it starts from us to how how it's going to happen and what we're going to do and stuff but uh, so that that's with the whole thing it I, i would say it starts from us and starts with us to answer your question about what we can do but in terms of corporate greed i'd like to i'd like to tell you one more quick story about yes. uh, both of you uh, familiar with the term copy luck oh uh, no Uh, no. no, no, no. What is that? Okay, Kopi Luwak is actually the world's most expensive coffee. Oh, oh, okay. Huh. Okay, it, it, it's the world's most expensive coffee. That it's so expensive Achha. that again, huh. about five hundred grams is five hundred dollars. Oh my god! Yes, wow. and what what makes For it coffee? special is again. come comes to the fact of that so basically the coffee berries out there so this is basically found in indonesia and bali and places like that it it's originated from there and stuff like that so the coffee mm-hmm. berries out there is eaten by an indian palm civet okay it's Achha, it's, it's huh. a species of a lower cat okay ha huh. or yeah so it's a species of the lower cat and stuff like that so these so these uh, cat, uh civets actually eat those berries and the mm-hmm. remains they they throw out is basically okay. so so they, so they digest they partially digest the bean and they poop it out okay. or should i use better <laughs> word uh, yeah they excrete it yes they excrete it okay so uh, so they do yes. that and um. the asian palm civet basically excretes it and the remains of the coffee berry which is taken from that is cleaned and stuff like that and processed and this is why it got oh the name coffee luwa god It is very oh disgusting, but it's, but it's yeah, amazing. yeah, correct. Oh, so, so you've t- you you <laughs> so you've tried it, huh? Uh, not really, but I've actually heard from a lot of people saying that it tastes very, very good. Come on, it it got to be that yeah. much, or yeah, like, I mean, yeah, yes, it got to yes. be like that much, right? So yeah, Makes so sense, about yeah. that, and so what do people do for profit for making money and stuff like that? They try to take the Asian palm civet and keep it in captive. They try they 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 try to keep it at home and. force feed the berries but it doesn't happen dude mm-hmm. like it is hurting the animal mm-hmm. this is again corporate grain uh, cor- uh, corporate gain and stuff oh. like that but they but they're hurting the animal because of this and this is very sad to see so that's one more thing which came to my mind which is a cool story about what it is and stuff like that yeah i mean definitely definitely but then i i like to point out that you know uh, while you said that there is a lot of you know bad corporate greed that is happening in terms of this coffee beans i mean there's so much we still don't know about even so much controversies with pita as well you know uh, and uh, but then you also rightly pointed out that you know uh, there are scientists right now that they are uh, they are developing technologies to help uh, you know preserve wildlife you know and that brings to, brings you know into conversation this very interesting topic of corporate sustainability you know that's being floating around everywhere so how how can a how can a corporate how can a business how can an enterprise sustain in this current environment okay uh, it's not just about nature but you also look at various different aspects but in nature obviously the social the wildlife nature plays a very important role so yeah i think uh, i think uh, it's very important you know if uh, if that if we are the future leaders of tomorrow if we are the you if we are the future of this country that we must have all this in mind you know because uh, because we're trying i mean the whole crux of this episode is to you know give awareness to people so that you know we don't make the mistakes the previous generation 
uh, it, it was a very interesting discussion. Uh, but uh, but I think Shripen, we should move to WAC now. Okay, I'm very sure the listeners and the students of our college are extremely interested to know about WAC. Uh, so tell us, tell us about WAC. Tell us about what you do in WAC. Tell us what plans WAC has. Anything, anything. So WAC, as all of you guys know, or you want to know, you don't know, whatever it is, is the Wildlife Awareness and Conservation Club of St. Joseph's College Autonomous. It has been there for the last 10 years under the able leadership guidance of Dr. Professor Kiran. I don't get his name, man. Kiran Jeevan, that's it. So so (laughs) under him. It's been doing some great work. So WAC actually has done a considerable amount towards raising awareness about whatever I spoke to you. And we always mm-hmm. try to bridge that gap between getting, having that fun element in and again, getting it and, and making that serious point put across. We also do organize treks to, uh, for mm-hmm. all the students to get a hands-on experience on what I was just talking about. So like sighting and doing treks to different, uh, different parts of Karnataka as such. So we've been doing a lot of treks last year and stuff. But uh, as, as a key event, what do we do? We host a, a, a run for water conservation called Neerathon. Yes. We've yes. been doing that Beautiful for the last event. three years. We've been doing that for the last three years and we've had almost thousand people each year. So we do, uh, so the, so the amount of work we do for that is massive and we try to put, put in good amount of, uh, Good, a good amount of knowledge on what water conservation is because that's again the need of the hour today. Everything yes, conservation exactly. is the need of the hour today. <laughs> and one, one more key event we do is something called wild, which basically we take a particular animal and have it's, it's basically an intercollege fest. We call other colleges and do and take talk about the animal and then do some cool activities. Like I told you, right? We're constantly trying to bridge the gap between <laughs> having a serious discussion about what wildlife is and bringing up that fun element where people can connect to it. So small stories like this inspire people, like what I told you today, inspire people to say, whoa, there's so much going. It's again fun, like how you heard about this uh, Asian palm civet and stuff like that. So that is it. And for this year, again, Arman, like how you and I have been talking, we've just taken a step back because the pandemic has hit us hard. Yes, definitely. definitely, Hard, hard. Yes. We had a lot (laughs) of plans, a lot of plans, a lot of, so the team has come up with a lot of fresh, fresh ideas. And trust me, when when we guys open back, trust me, WAC has something special for all of you out there. And at this moment also, we've also been trying to work on our media front. uh, So just to keep Mm -hmm. people engaged, like I mentioned below, uh, uh, before, not below, uh, before. And Mm -hmm. my team back in WAC has been like the tremendous team I could ever ask for. So yes, or, 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 or the presidency, uh, any of us could ask for, for that matter, because they're always there. The media team works day in and day out and each and every member of the office bearers, we have put in their effort on some way or the other. And they're always there. Like that's what, and I believe I'm, I'm like a team, team player. You know, I love to work mm. with the team, flesh out new ideas, be out there and stuff. So, the team has been tremendous and I'll again take this opportunity to thank my whole team out there. Thanks a lot guys with, because of you is what we're doing so much and we will do so much. We will not stop. We will have the thank you, forward and stuff. 
No, no, that's that's incredibly true. Like I've seen, like you know, uh, I'll be very honest with you. Uh, uh, if Navid, if you recall, uh, the first meeting we had uh, on the third of April uh, for the entrepreneurship cell uh, of uh, the current entrepreneurship cell, the first meeting I had, I told Navid and the team this one thing. Right, there are two associations we look up to: a WAC. B open heart. Well, open heart is not an association; it's an event. But these are two organizations within our college we look up to because you, uh, you know, especially VAC uh, and Open Heart, both of you, uh, both of you, these associations do so much uh, for the community. Uh, they've, they've, uh, they're honestly, you know, like you've set a benchmark for us to achieve. Uh, <laughs> and you know, I mean, clearly the way you explain what VAC does, what you guys have in plan for the upcoming year makes me really excited. I hope we can collab in future, do more things in future. Uh, we're gonna have too much fun this year, Shri Prem. Surely, surely. I'm actually looking forward for colleges to open back and stuff. But yeah, it, it's yes. like, as you said, no, the team, the team and the people out there have done tremendous amount of things. Like I've been with back yes. only for the last year, but mm-hmm. looking at what they have done inspires me to do more and more, man. Like they have done yes, a tremendous definitely. job on building what back is and stuff. Yeah. Definitely. No, no. Uh, I mean, our, our college is incredibly talented at that end, you know, like, like we have so many, like I, I, I do from personal experience every day, some two, three people from my team come up with such creative ideas. And I'm like, damn, I wish I could think of that, you know, <laughs> and it's very inspiring, you know, to see initiative. Uh, yeah. We, we, I mean, the entire college, WAC, everyone, you know, they're, they're doing a great job. Uh, uh, before, before we, you know, end today's episode, uh, I want to ask my co-host Naveed, uh, is there anything you want to say, uh, you know, uh, uh, about, you know, corporate greed or about this topic or anything you want to address to the students or our listeners in general? Naveed, go ahead first and Shri Prem, you can also tell one last thing. You must tell one last thing and then we will sign off for today. Yes, uh, sure, Raman. Yeah, so, you know, first of all, I think... Um, Arman and I will be, you know, uh, the same when we say that uh, we learned a lot today uh, from Shri yes, Prem. Definitely. Um, definitely. Yes. And, uh, you know, this, this, this does uh, make you think a lot. You know, this is one of those conversations that makes you, you know, want to really introspect about, uh, introspect about what just happened and you know, what you learned and how the situation is and how you can improve. So I think the one thing I've taken from this, uh, from this uh, conversation is... Uh, is really that I think you know the ecosystem really depends on everybody for survival. I don't think we can we can we can rely on saving one species to save the planet. I think we have to keep all of them in tandem with each other because you know so is the way of life, and uh, we should always find ways, uh, other eco-friendly ways of fulfilling human needs. Uh, killing animals every time is not the solution. We are human beings. We can find better ways to do certain things if we want to you know ensure our existence on the planet because at the end of the day you know everything is going to come back at you uh, and it's going to come back at us for doing the thing that we're doing and so i feel like you know we have a greater purpose when it comes to you know saving animals more than profits uh, so i would have learned is that compassion is much much more valuable than money could ever be so yeah, those those are my opinions for today. But that's very beautifully said, Navid. Uh, I I agree definitely. I agree. Uh, Shripen, why don't why don't why don't you tell something now? So yeah, I I would like to say something, but I'm but I'm not sure if it's uh, relating to our topic on what we spoke about. But yeah, never nevertheless, I would like to quote someone here, Padma Shri, hmm. Doctor, Mister, myself. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dream big, Arman. Dream big. 
go ahead go ahead <laughs> i'm interested <laughs> whatever whatever it is guys just goddamn do it just get down and do it no matter whatever whatever makes you happy whatever you like don't worry what people are going to say and stuff just be yourself be out there and do it and that's it guys that's it i have to say and again thanks a lot arman and navid for taking your time and for calling me up and stuff it was an amazing talk i really loved it likewise the, the fe- likewise the, yeah exactly the feeling is completely mutual shri prem um thank you so much for coming here thank you so much for gracing us with your presence uh thank you so much for, for letting wack be a part of this uh, i hope we are both as uh, are both of our associations a very best future uh so thank you everyone for uh, tuning into the episode 2 of uh, your truly josephite uh if you guys have any episode request please just send us a message on our instagram page at it's at eclsjc any feedback please comfortably let us know we will also send out a feedback form for the same looking forward for more episodes looking forward for more healthy discussions productive discussions yours truly josephite and can i do some self promotion here guys <laughs> sorry to <laughs> kill the flow or whatever but then do follow me on um, on my instagram page it's shreeprem_photography and do follow wack sjc_wacc cuz we constantly give out and flush out new stuff uh, so do do follow it guys and i'm sure thanks a lot again thanks a lot yes my bad i didn't include that <laughs> my bad but yes thank you everyone for listening it was an amazing one yours truly josephite